Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to the Cookbook Circle podcast. I'm Victoria and I'm Hannah and simply put we review cookbooks. We take one book for each episode and both cook a couple of dishes then discuss what we liked, more likely what we didn't like and give it a rating out of five. Like all the best recipes, it's pretty simple. And if you love what we do, we're now on Patreon. This means if you'd like to support us, your subscription will help cover the podcast costs from the books themselves, the ingredients of what we cook, and in return you'll get some fun stuff. To find out more, visit our website, thecookbookcircle.com, or you can find the link in our show notes. Thanks, friends. Now for the podcast. Hello, Hannah. <laughs> Hello, nurse. Hi, Victoria. Nurse. Yeah. That, I Did don't you know ever watch that. Animaniacs? It was a cartoon mm, back in the day. No, I feel like maybe that was on a channel that we didn't have. <laughs> Shut up! I play that card all the time. Being like, we didn't get that in Ireland. <laughs> you don't, don't you play that? Get that me. in Birmingham. <laughs> Yeah, it's just this stupid cartoon and they would always go, hello, nurse. Nice. Yeah, like someone that. out there will get it. <laughs> Hit me up. <laughs> are, you, are you out there, <laughs> nurse? <laughs> What's going on, Hansi? <laughs> Tell us what you've been up to. What's cooking? Oh, <laughs> Good <nice>. looking? <laughs> oh, God. Uh, well, apart from being in the middle of a flat move, which is very... Fun. Sorry to hear that. <laughs> well, I'm not sorry, actually. It's exciting. It's very exciting. Just moving is a pain in the arse. You know, right? You did this recently, but it's just... Yeah. And the heaviest things that I own are, you know, shitload of cookbooks, my knife Why do you have bag. so many cookbooks? <laughs> Don't know. <laughs> Don't, not sure. TBC. Like my knife bag and then like my fucking bacon tins and stuff. And it's just like, why do Humble I have this hub? <laughs> Why do I have this hobby? <laughs> like, why can't I just like enjoy? I don't know, fucking miniatures Knitting. or something. <laughs> yeah. Wool is not very heavy. 
true. But yeah, apart from that, I mean, and I was going to talk to you about this article that I read um, Pete Doherty in today's Guardian where he's talking about how he loves living in France and eating, like he's like blaming Brie and Camembert for why he's like put on weight over the last 20 years rather than not doing class A drugs on a daily basis. But instead I will talk to you about what I was cooking last weekend because I was very stressed. Yeah, isn't that like, sorry, just back to Docky. Isn't that like a really iconic photo of him, like eating this ridiculous, like English breakfast, like a, yes. like a challenge style one. And he's like so skinny, like because he did all sorts of drugs. Yeah, yeah, back yeah. Back in the, the 2000s, early 2000s. Yeah, I think so. I think I remember that. I guess he's just swapped that out for baguettes and brie. Yeah, apparently Calvados. He's a big fan as well. I like Calvados. In Japan. Do you know I lived in Japan? No, no idea. <laughs> Hagendas do a Calvados ice cream and I really enjoy so the nice. way you say Hagendas. <laughs> this is the oh, this sorry. is the sheer <laughs> If you want to see the sheer difference between our accents, I just said Hagendas in the most Irish way and you say Hagendas. Oh, that's very pleasurable. But I feel like maybe the way you say it is the one. It's like Danish. Is it Danish? German. Swedish? Don't know. German? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not English, so it doesn't matter. Anyway, I love Baskin Robbins. <laughs> Just want to get that out there. If Baskin Robbins <laughs> want to sponsor us, they're my fave. <laughs> <laughs> Not massive in the UK, are they, Baskin Robbins? No. In Japan, mm. though. <laughs> <sighs> so Calvados ice cream. Mm. So kind of apple apple boozy. Yeah, lovely. Nice. Lovely little little one anyway sorry tell me <laughs> tell us about something else apart from pete Doherty and me chatting about shit about japan also you know worthy contender for conversation <laughs> sorry i've been reading lots of news this morning but in the m&m's factory yesterday did you see this two people two of the workers fell into a vat of chocolate are they okay <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna laugh but I wanted to check you out know, and then he died. And I was like, I don't want to, you know, like smothered by chocolate. You know, no. that's, that's some Willy Wonka shit right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, it, it, it does sound funny, but they are okay. But they, I okay, think they good. had to get some, yeah. But yeah, wild. Anyway, I'll talk about what I made instead last weekend because, yeah. Do you know when it's stressful and you're just like, oh, I just need nice food as a distraction? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's a problem, but anyway. Thank God it was chocolate M&M's they were making and not like peanut ones, because that could have been quite painful. <laughs> or the crispy ones. Or <laughs> <laughs> well, the peanut butter ones. You would drown in peanut butter, wouldn't you? Um, <laughs> drown in chocolate? Fucking hell. I think they were in there like an hour as well or something. Did no one notice? <laughs> The incident began around 1.51 and both workers remained trapped in what was described as waist-high chocolate for over an hour. The first person was freed from the tank at 3.10pm while the second one got out 15 minutes later. Oh, God. Waist-high chocolate. Talk about, you know, an afternoon snack. (laughs) Oh, we shouldn't laugh. That is actually fucking terrifying. Yeah, it is terrifying. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. But... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but I thought, you know, with this female heavy season that we wouldn't get a chance to talk about Ottolenghi as much as I'd like. So, so I so, thought... <laughs> so you're going to anyway. <laughs> so I'm just going to wedge him in here to this uh, little section. But 
you have this oh, um, Ottolenghi Test Kitchen Shelf Love book, do you? Have I it? do not. No. It's great. And I've used it lots. I've probably used it mm, more than any other cookbook recently, actually, to be fair. Sounds like you. <laughs> what What does that mean? <laughs> Continue. I made the pita breads for a start, which were bloody great. And I was really lazy because you're meant to do them in a stand mixer. I don't have one. And I was just really lazy and didn't knead the dough very much. And they still turned out really great and fluffy and delicious. Oh, great. And I made this pea dip thing because I'm trying to clear out the freezer. <laughs> Nice. before we move and it like he has a whole freezer section so it's like you know yeah just using crap that you have you know around the whole basis of the book is that i'm pretty sure we talked about it in some capacity last season but yeah so it's like frozen pre's pee frozen pre's <laughs> frozen please <laughs> hannah please stop talking about us <laughs> like Zatar, lemon. And you just make this delicious dip. You love a dip. You would like this I dip. love a dip. Yes. Americans love a dip as well, don't they? Let's move to America. Um, it's not because, you know, I'd eat so much dip, I'd need to go to hospital and then that would be <laughs> the end of me because I couldn't afford it. Victoria drowns in a vat of dip. <laughs> <laughs> needs to pay 10 grand to get out of it. With An the hour ambulance. later. <laughs> yeah. And then this, I'm like, so yeah, made that dip to eat with the pit breads and this like spice semolina thing. Oh. Again, because in the move, I found this like jar of semolina that I had and I wanted to use up. A jar? Uh, well, I had emptied the contents of a packet into a jar. Right. Wow. Into like a mason jar. You, you are know when I... so <laughs> what? sustainable. You're like those, you're like, you're like those TikToks where there's just people decanting shit into other plastic containers. <laughs> <laughs> to make their kitchen aesthetic. <laughs> oh my god, you ain't seen nothing yet. Wait till I move into my own place. My kitchen is going to be so wanky. Just you wait. Do we need to get you a label maker? Oh my god, I would fucking love a label maker. <laughs> uh, have you ever been on Zara Home for kitchen stuff? By the way, no, because I don't, you know, vomit money. <laughs> Probably wouldn't <laughs> fit my house. Knowing <laughs> Zara. <laughs> <laughs> the sizes are all off yeah um no honestly it's not that expensive and they have really nice kitchen stuff anyway the spice semolina thing which like semolina is quite like porridgey right like it's quite smooth mm. but he cooks it with like peanuts and sweet corn and you like blitz up half the sweet corn and then you leave the rest of it whole and you like cook the semolina with like that sweet corn blitz thing and then like some spices and lime and ginger and garlic and coconut milk and it's just really nice it was quite mushy but the peanuts then help and you have herbs on top and you've got your pita breads i've got your pita breads and then the next day i just like heated it up and then put a fried egg on top and like spring onions and stuff and i just really love that it's just a great book for 
you know, food, if you like eating. <laughs> oh, really? if, you're, if you're a fan of food, I just love this book, man. All right. I'm just going to well... put it out there. <laughs> they get, they're bringing a new one out, aren't they? Yeah, I think so. Wow, that sounded like entirely just one word sentence. <laughs> well, I'm not one. drunk. It's quite early in the morning. Drunk on life. Drunk on summer. Drunk on being awake what? since 4 a.m. <laughs> oh, <laughs> mate. Fine. We're fine. Motherhood's great. Yeah. No, I'm just in, you know, that 5 a.m. club that, you know, like weird productivity people talk about. <laughs> That's oh. what I'll tell myself. Oh, fuck that shit. But <laughs> I feel like you're using but as a weapon against me lately. No, no. You call him a bully? A butt bully? <laughs> you're a bully butt. Bully butt. But that's not who we're talking about today. No, it is not. Because Yotamotelengi is not a contemporary international woman. No. Chef. No. Nor does he pretend to be. No, no, no. <laughs> Which if he did, we would accept. Yes. <laughs> and welcome. Let's with not get them. into <laughs> that. Um... <laughs> Maybe I'm a little drunk. <laughs> yeah. What's How many coffees have you had? Oh, this is number three. Yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> AKA my peak. Get ready. Buckle up. <laughs> Yes, today we have a new book to talk about. Ooh. Obviously, that's why we're here. Um, and it is In Praise of Veg by Alice Zaslavsky. Woohoo! Woo! I really hope I'm saying that right. Yes, me too. So I, was like, I think I am. I think, but you know, Alice, if you're out there, correct me if I'm wrong and I apologise. Can we talk about the cover quote? Or what do we call What do they call that? On the on this book, it's Nigella as well saying Alice is a force of nature. What a yeah. nice thing! Like what a what a woman, what a woman to endorse you. And I just feel like they're they're maybe friends. There's a couple oh, yeah. of pictures of them together on her Instagram. Oh, really? Yeah, and I think I read that Alice interviewed Nigella in Australia somewhere for something. Oh, how do we get into this club? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe we should stop slagging them all off on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. We don't slag uh-huh. anyone uh-huh. off. Only Molly Buzz. <laughs> only, only Jamie Oliver. And he deserves it. <laughs> <laughs> so, Alice. Yes. Shall I tell you a little bit about Alice? Only a little bit, please. <laughs> okay. Only a little bit. Okay. I couldn't. I couldn't possibly take any more. <laughs> You've got to go back to thinking about Ottolenghi for a couple of hours after this. you can't, you know, overwhelm your brain too much with other chefs. <laughs> yes, I'm, a, I'm all ears. So Alice Zaslavsky is a Australian chef. Well, I'm calling her an Australian chef. I don't know if she identifies as an Australian person. I couldn't find out whether because she emigrated to australia from georgia the country ah, okay as a kid uh right. when georgia was in the soviet union wow. so okay so i don't know if she yeah classes herself as australian or georgian right. or both probably both so yes but she is for all intents and purposes works lives cooks in australia right and she was a school teacher oh 
she was head of humanities at a school in Melbourne wow. until 2012 when she went on Australian MasterChef. Ah, uh, no way. Yeah. Which is an insane, like, MasterChef Australia is insane though, isn't it? It's like I've never watched it. Oh, it's like way more intense than the UK one or any other one that I've seen. I can't even remember what other countries I've seen. Maybe there's an Irish one. But yeah, they have like in the Australian one, they always have like really intense challenges. And then they have like the other chefs like watching them from a balcony and they're always like shouting them on and like they'll do like time challenges and stuff. And it's just really intense. Oh, it sounds more fun. I feel like MasterChef UK is a bit boring. Yeah, it's very formulaic. Sorry, BBC. And John Tarot and what? You don't love Greg Wallace? anybody love greg wallace i mean i'm I sure do. they do but like you do mm. Mm-hmm. Mm, okay <laughs> i don't I do you don't. like inside the factory his little show where he goes like <laughs> my god that's how you make fish fingers <laughs> he's always fucking blown away by everything yeah isn't he? like wow are these are breadcrumbs <laughs> <laughs> you put the fish there's no fingers in the fish fingers. yeah <laughs> yeah He's like an Alan Partridge star. Yes. Anyway. Yes. Anyway, sorry. We digress. We digress. <laughs> <laughs> Greg Wallace's cookbook me on a later show. <laughs> I hope not. Yeah. So she was on MasterChef Australia and I think that launched her food career and she's very popular. She's very, I don't think she won MasterChef, but she is very like charismatic and fun. She wears all these like funky glasses. Mm. Uh, and yeah, it, she's just, She's just cool. I think she's really cool. Yeah. I was reading that bef- even before she went on master, she was like your go-to like foodie teacher. And I read that she would try and incorporate food into like her lessons. And she like, as she taught humanities or she, and for medieval day or medieval history day, she got a suckling pig and b- brought it into school and like cooked it. I guess how they oh would cook God. it in medieval times. So like, kids to learn through food wow which is, that's like, amazing yeah yeah and then i think so after that her like teaching skills have really like helped in her like food career because her first book before this one was called alice's food a to z oh fun and it was a book for kids to oh. introduce them to like vegetables and to get them eating more stuff there's a theme here then yes and she yeah, and then she had like an online resource, I think it's called like Phenomenal, which was for teachers to help introduce kids to more foods and vegetables and like them to learn about food and cooking and stuff. And Cute. so like she's really passionate about it. And I think, I think it's really fun and it's really, yeah, interesting. That makes a lot of sense. Like, you know, this is another, <laughs> I felt like last season we referred to a lot of books as like an encyclopedic kind of volume of teaching you about different things and this is probably another one isn't it it's very educational about to the veg so yeah yeah the teaching teaching thing makes sense yeah and she's just full of life she's a radio dj like a presenter oh my god our dream gig i know Alice, get us on Radio Melbourne yeah and she's 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 like a regular presenter she also writes various columns i think she's written for the guardian before various other stuff so yeah she's just cool she's like very obviously she's passionate about vegetables she's not vegan or vegetarian but this and neither is this book no and we'll talk about it and i think that she 
like she just says that like growing up and in her family like as a culture as well in georgia mm. food was always around and learning about yes. food and, and all that kind of stuff and yeah like i read an article in the australian jewish news and she's talking about borscht and oh. you know that her grandmother made and all yes. that kind of stuff and talking about like beetroots which i you know i love it when people talk about beetroots because no one talks about them <laughs> generally <laughs> I'm, I'm, and i don't I know what to like... do with them <laughs> Beetroot. I'm going to start rating you out of beetroots, I think, because you're, you can rate me out of Ottolinghi's and I'll rate you out of beetroots. <laughs> Great. I got more beetroots this week in my veg box. And, Did you? You know, thanks to this book, maybe I can do something with them. Her um, Instagram is very fun as well, yes. isn't it? Like she's yeah. a very colourful, yeah, she's got this big smile. She seems really fun. Kind of want to be her pal. She's all about the colours, isn't she? Like, yes. Which I guess leads us into this book. So this book is called In Praise of Veg. It's massive. Huge. And I, we say that a lot. It's like almost 500 pages of It's like a weight. Book. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's massive. We should also probably have the little disclaimer that we have been sent this book by the lovely publishers. Yes. So it's our first freebie book that we're reviewing reviewing on the podcast but that's not why right like we got it and we were both just like wow this is incredible and wanted to talk about it it's just it's a beaut it's absolutely beautiful and we've not been told what to say about it but yeah i'm I'm very glad we got it yeah me too i mean spoiler alert so yeah it's it's all about vegetables and it's her kind of I don't know. It's a tome. We always say things are tome. But it is. But it's like, it's not in like, not in like a dusty way. Like it, it's a really like useful like resource, like a textbook. Yes. Almost of vegetables where she, it's categorised, you know, by vegetable, but in mm. colours yes. rather than A to Z, which is called alphabetical. Um, <laughs> <laughs> don't say you never learn with us. Yeah, because like the first colour is white, isn't it? And it's mm. like garlic, horseradish, parsnip, fennel, like all the all the white veg. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to carry on with the next colours or <laughs> bear with orange, <laughs> carrot, sweet potato, butternut squash, pumpkin? I'm not sure they've got it yet. Do you want to carry red tomato? <laughs> Radish, red capsicum, <laughs> rhubarb, chili. So basically, purple. I think that, oh, <laughs> turnip, beetroot. <coughs> oh no, I've killed Vic. Mm. <clears throat> yes, <laughs> it's categorised my colour, and actually, I think that is. A good idea for a number of reasons. One, so that you're not dealing with like, oh, is this an eggplant or is it an aubergine in this book? Or, you know, is it yeah, a yeah. zucchini or a courgette? True. Is it a capsicum and or is it a pepper? Exactly. We never talk about this. We Why don't. Do they call them capsicums? I'm just so fascinated. They're like just big into Latin. <laughs> Bad name of the week. <laughs> <laughs> big into Latin. <laughs> Me, Boris Johnson. <laughs> the whole gang 
And it's also good because if you get something in your veg box mm-hmm. or whatever, you see a, a vegetable that you get and you don't know what it is. Yeah. Yes. Like, let me tell you about how I often get veg boxes. Veg boxes. <laughs> and not available in Japan, veg boxes, unfortunately. Really? Fun fact. What are they called? Kohlrabis. Oh, yes. <laughs> in Still my veg boxes. And every time I'm like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, or a daikon. Um, Sometimes you get a daikon. Yeah. Like, Holy Jesus. Where would I go? <laughs> <laughs> Holy Jesus. <laughs> so it came out in 2020, this book. Yes. And it's very... And we talked about how this is made up of colour, but like each vegetable has like yeah. a, a two introduction pages. It will talk about, you know, what the vegetable is. And then it talks about buying and storing, prepping, how to cook with it. Yes, love that. Also, it, she has a bit called functional food, which like I'm looking at the garlic section now and it talks about how it's good for your health and, and all yes. that kind of stuff. And what flavours complement it as well. Like yeah. in daikon here, it's like carrot, ginger, miso. Yeah, it's just really... So it kind of is empowering you to like build your own stuff as well or play around with the recipes. Yes. And that's what she says, I think, in a lot of the like like PR for this book and in the in the beginning introduction, I think I believe they're called. Um, she says, you know, she she wants you to be able to like put your vegetables at the heart of your dish and like play around and try and understand how they work and how vegetables work together and yeah she's great she's great it's um like it's every time i pick it up because it's very large uh, every time i pick it up i find a new recipe and i'm like oh mm. shit should have done that like oh god this is so much it's massive the intro bit i quite like as well it's like a matrix and yes. who doesn't love a matrix i love the matrix as well <laughs> big keanu reeves fan over here <laughs> I'm actually not. I don't know why I said that. But, but the know. first one's good. It went I've seen that. it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's got like this table. Oh, I just don't want to say Matrix again in case we trigger Vic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to get my long black coat and sunglasses from downstairs. <laughs> but it has each of the veg and then it has like in a hurry and it just tells you what to do like raw like blitz like with cauliflower it's like blitz it into collie rice a la purple collie tabula and it gives the page or like a set and forget and it gives all the recipes for like stuff that you just want to cook and leave to like slow cook or whatever yeah. or a flavor bomb and then it's just yeah and she just kind of does a little you know quick breakdown of each of the recipes by vegetable as well which is great beautiful photos and illustrations as well yes it won an award for that actually for the it's won lots of awards. It's even won a, an award in Germany. It's oh, been wow. translated, I think. I hope. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, oh, this is really pretty. <laughs> Have an award. <laughs> but yeah, it won an award for the illustrations. It's won, yeah, various lovely things. Uh-huh. And rightly so. I see she's got like a quote from, in the chili section, she's got a quote from Rosio Sanchez as well. Isn't she the one from Noma that... Oh, that, yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, so she's got these little, oh, she's got these little chef quotes peppered through. Yeah, there's even one from J.P. McMahon, who's Irish, token Irish. Yay. Oh, no, it's in the potato section. <laughs> where, where else would you expect it to be? <laughs> wow, okay. 
I mean, that's nice. He says every young person should learn to cook mashed potatoes with lots of butter. I mean, okay. I respect that. And Yeah, that's true. You know, You're a big mash fan. A huge mash fan. Yeah. Did you see on Instagram this week, Easter Belfrage was making mashed potatoes in her stand mixer with a whisk attachment? No, I did not. Yeah. She was saying that that's the best way to make mash. I feel like she's lying. I don't want, I don't want liquid mash. <laughs> you know, sometimes you get that. Just yeah. a helicopter outside my uh, room. So sorry about that. If you hear that. Keanu's um, touching outside. down. <laughs> yeah. They finally caught up with me. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Wild. But didn't you, didn't we do that for Delia? Didn't, didn't one of us yeah. whisk? Yes. No. So, you know. Oh, maybe I did. I felt like I had a handheld whisk and I made mash or something mm, like that. Perhaps. Anyway. We anyway. Again. It's beautiful. We it's like gorgeous. It. Everything. She also, doesn't she love a pun? Yes, she does. I mean, her Instagram bio says, every day I'm Brusselin. Yeah. So and I noticed, uh, yeah, a few little bits. I heard her, I didn't hear her. I read her say, uh, talking about dill, and she said it was delicious. Great. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> um, also, one of the recipes that I wanted to make is called jalapeno. Ha- I, it took me a while to realize that it was a pun, but it's jalapeno business, which I think is meant to be like a all up in your business yeah, kind yeah. of thing. But, you know, it doesn't convey in an Irish accent as well. Jalapeno <laughs> business. <laughs> See what you've done there. Yeah, loves a pun and I respect that in her. Yeah. Yeah, great. Great. Cool. Brilliant. <laughs> what did you cook (laughs) what did i cook what did i cook it was so long ago i can barely remember cool (laughs) this was the the first book that i cooked for for this season and it feels like i've done it a little bit out of order but i cooked two things Mm -hmm. are you happy with me for that if i said three would you roll your eyes at me no, I feel like with this book, it's, it'd be very easy to do like lots because it's so big. It yeah. took me so long to decide what to cook, like, because I just kept looking through and looking through and looking through. Yeah, there's a lot that I wanted to make. And I feel like I, in a way, have dialed it in because I didn't test myself as much as I would like. Like, there's great, like, bready stuff in here and everything. But I just let my, I let my veg box guide me on this one. Beautiful. <sighs> Just, you know. Jesus, take the wheel, kind of. Oddbox, take the wheel. (laughs) Still going in for that Oddbox sponsorship. I made the... (laughs) Firstly, I got some bok choy in Mm. my uh, Oddbox. And so I made the grilled bok choy. Oh my god! Honestly. I'm fine. <laughs> Get me out of here. <laughs> I made the grilled bok. <laughs> it sounds like the like South African version of Oddbox. <laughs> Sorry. I made the grilled bok choy with peanut sauce. Oh, as we know, love peanuts. Yeah. <laughs> love anything with peanut butter. And this is really very simple. You 
char grill the bok choy so it gets the nice kind of mark it would be really good if you had one of those proper grill pans which I didn't have but you soak the bok choy first and then you heat your pan really high and you press the bok choy face down so it gets the nice kind of grill lines and then in a different saucepan you pop in veggie stock peanut butter oyster sauce so it's not like fully vegetarian but I'm sure you could swap that out soy sauce and vinegar and then you just kind of bring that to a simmer and then you toast some peanuts in a pan and then you literally just bring it all together so you just arrange the bok choy once it's kind of nice and char grilled into in a plate and then you pour over the sauce and you garnish with peanuts and shallots crispy shallots and chili and it's just really you know that was exactly what I wanted to do Mm. that day it was just like something quick and delicious and you know used up some veg and yeah wasn't really labor intensive um I would say I would slightly reduce the peanut butter that you use in it because it's like a third of a cup, which was quite a lot. And I know you're looking... I feel like that's blasphemy. I know you're looking at me like, I would never say that. I eat peanut butter by the spoon on a daily basis. Like, I'm obsessed. But it just felt a little bit on the rich side. So maybe it was the peanut butter brand that I was using as well. I can't remember what it was. But apart from that, it was just great. It would be a great like side, or you could even have it with like, noodles or rice or something mm. or like you know I don't know protein or meat on the side as well and it was great very simple very nice yeah sounds nice I feel like that's good because I think bok choy is one of those things that you I don't know yeah you don't know what to do with and yeah. you only buy it if it's in a recipe that you need to do something with usually like a Vietnamese soup or well, yeah whatever it's Vietnamese but name of our new range of (laughs) (laughs) steamers yeah (laughs) dry like yeah i don't know move on (laughs) Uh, vermicelli noodle yeah so i feel like that's that's good i mean yeah who doesn't like peanut butter i mean obviously people that are allergic but other than that (laughs) you've got no excuse yeah it, uh, it was just great for that because yeah like you said i got it in this veg box and i was just like i don't know what to do with this really like i'm just a bit of a bit ignorant when it comes to bok choy and, and various other veg like daikon as previously mentioned or like you know I feel like celeriac there's a lot of like kind of rooty veggies that I don't really know what to do with and this book would be really great to just yeah you look up whenever you get them the second thing that I made and you know final the second and final thing Victoria <laughs> that I made and I feel like yeah, I'm a bit. I I, sh- I shouldn't have done. Well, I should have because I got a pumpkin in the in the odd box as well. And just, you know, you get a bit sick of what to do. Like you get a lot of squashes and pumpkins in those things, and I just always just kind of roast them up and don't really do anything very imaginative. But she's got a recipe for this classic zesty pumpkin risotto. Oh. I love a risotto. I made it for the podcast before, but what was interesting about this... She loves a risotto. I do love a risotto. It's like like my comfort thing. Like if I'm like in on a weekend night, like just want, like especially in winter, it's just like there's something really therapeutic about a risotto. Yeah. But this one is interesting because she grates the pumpkin. So yeah. So like I've made risottos with squash or whatever before but it's just like i've roasted it and like served it on top of the risotto but this you grate the like flesh of the pumpkin 
And then you, that goes into the kind of mix of the risotto and gets cooked down. So you just start by, yeah, like melting some butter and then you add shallot and then you put in your garlic and pumpkin and then you stir in the rice and the olive oil and everything to coat it all up. And then you start adding your stock and everything. So the pumpkin goes in right at the beginning and it just makes it this really beautiful color. Mm. And you do, you know, the classic thing with the risotto, where you keep on stirring the stock in until it's all absorbed. And then at the end, you add in like quite a lot of lemon zest and juice. So it's really, really zingy. I would say that mm. it's like very lemony, but it was great. And then a, a bit of butter and parmesan, and then you just like let it chill for a minute. You spoon over some feta to serve and parsley and chives and more parmesan. But it was really, really, really good. I just, I, I just thought that way of bringing in the pumpkin early on was genius. Like, yeah, it's like, what else can I do that with? <laughs> what other vegetables can I grate? She loves a grated thing, right? Like, I, yeah. I was just thinking about it when you're saying that. Both of my recipes, you grate things. Oh, really? And yeah, and I feel like she really likes that, which is fun. I mean, I, I'm, I don't love grating stuff. No really pisses me off actually it's just like your na- your nails or your like knuckles always get like someone needs to come up with a better grating system i'm all for the final product but i'm not for the process mm. well you guys hannah and some of our other friends actually bought me a greater attachment for my kitchen aid yes. which is great the a it's great <laughs> And that takes a lot of the, you know, annoyingness out of it. You've always just got a one big chunk of something left at the end, haven't you? Of whatever you're grating. Yeah. But it's also like the tube is quite small. So you do have to do some like cutting and it's not always practical. But yeah. Yeah. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, It's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Anyway, this sounds great. A little roundabout. But yeah, it was delicious, really fresh tasting. I think like risottos can be very heavy, very cheesy, very buttery. But because of that addition of the lemon juice and the zest at the end, it just really lifts it and it feels like quite, you know, springy and nice and delicious. And yeah, I liked it a lot. The seasoning's right. Everything's just smart and quick and it's one pot gal, pretty much. So yeah, like that a lot. But yeah, there was just like, I, I feel a bit sad because I feel like there's other stuff that I wanted to make. We'll get to that later, but I, I just, mm. I, I feel like I've only tipped the iceberg on this one. Yeah, I th- I don't know if you felt the same. I felt like there, there was almost like two types of recipes in here. There's one 
that feels quite complicated and mm. long and mm-hmm. the, the ingredients list is like half a page yes. long and yeah. you know it feels quite daunting which I also kind of stayed away from yeah because I felt like oh god I don't know how I'm ever gonna have time or you know to get all these bits and pieces and then there was yeah these kind of quick felt very like yeah like quick week like dinner yes ha- hacky yeah kind of yeah stuff. totally like this one Silverbeak Chachapuri, which is like the kind of like Turkish, well, Georgia, like cheese bread thing. And that looks so good. But yeah, the recipe is two full pages mm. and the list was really long. And I was just like, okay, that's a, that's a project and I will make it at some point, but just didn't have time for this. So yeah, I totally agree with what you're saying. But the, you know, the weeknighty ones are great. Yeah. Really quick and delicious. So yeah, that was me. What did you make, Victoria? So I also made two things. Mm-hmm. And when I was preparing to, you know, to tell you about them on this podcast, I realised I could two things from the brown section. <laughs> yes, um, love brown food. Yeah. Was potatoes in there? Yes. Oh, good. Do you want me to shout the ingredients of the brown section at you? <laughs> I hear you say, hold on. Brown, onion, potato, Jerusalem artichoke, yams and tubers. Tubers? Tubers. What's a tuber? Mushrooms and truffles. I presume you went straight to the truffle section. Bougie little gal that you yeah. are. <laughs> you know, got my, you know, my, went out with my truffle pigs this weekend and... <laughs> <laughs> to go to Pixar. It's no um, way to talk about Stephen Marcus. <laughs> <laughs> so the first thing I made was burnt shallot and crispy brock orochetti. <gasps> Very Molly Bars. Brock's thing. catching on. Nice. Yeah. That sounds good. Yeah, it was. And I was, well, I was excited about it. And also because you bought me some very nice orochetti. Yes. When you came to visit from Lena Stores. Yes, uh, that's right. That I was excited to use. And I love Orochetti. Yeah. Generally. And, pasta. You don't see a lot of uh, recipes for it. I mean, obviously you could just use it with anything, but it's nice to see it being, you know, getting the, the airtime it deserves. Yeah. So the whole thing with this is the way that you cook the shallots. So the first thing you do is chop them in half lengthways right and just kind of put them face down on a on a hot pan yeah <laughs> i don't know why that made me laugh i just imagined <laughs> face down on a hot pan as well <laughs> pan there with me. yeah and like leave them to kind okay. of burn right um yeah. nice and you don't take the skins off or anything and oh. you just kind of leave them and they kind of soften up and then you take them out of the pan and the skins just slide off which is quite oh, fun. that's cool. And they're kind of softened. Yeah. So that's really easy. Yeah. Then you grate a head of broccoli. Oh. Uh, well, just the kind of florets and then you chop yeah. the stem. Yes. You fry up the broccoli florets, grate stuff. <laughs> Great <to> work. <laughs> Until it's crispy. Right. Which is nice. And then... In with the broccoli, you put the, you put the shallots back in. Yeah, it felt like a lot of shallot for me. Like the, like as in they were, it felt shallot for me. <laughs> Thank you. 
<laughs> but so I did chop them like just in half because it, otherwise they felt quite big. Yes. And then you add some of the pasta water to deglaze the pan. Nice. And add in shitloads of parmesan. Like I was a bit worried about how much, like 200 grams, two cups. That's almost a whole wedge, isn't it? Yeah, I, I, you know me. I don't like parmesan that much. No. It's, it's a very strong, cheesy cheese. Uh, and I was like, mm. so I, I put a lot, but not quite that much in. Yes. The zest and juice of two lemons. Yeah, see, she loves so lemons and like Very acid. zesty. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, which is good because that really like it evens out the parmesan in the yeah. end. And you just kind of bring that to the boil and let it kind of thicken up and that's it add some load of black pepper oh also you add the pasta you should do that <laughs> add the pasta once it's all thickened up yeah you cook the pasta separately and then yeah and you serve it she grates a raw garlic clove over it wow grates it <laughs> so i did that as well which was fun yeah and it was really good i forgot to say when you're cooking the pasta she says to add the chopped stalk of the broccoli into the pasta water for the last kind of minute or so to, oh, to cook that rather than like frying it which is nice that sounds good yeah lots of like lovely textures it was very it was parmesani but not too much mm-hmm. and the lemon helped to even that out and the garlic and chichi says put chili flakes if you want to on the top nice gorgeous she she has these like tips on an extras on each of the pages yeah a bit like mira soda yeah has yeah little (laughs) bits and pieces and she says this recipe is made extra delicious with the addition of some pan juices from a roast chicken and i was like yeah yeah that would be good yeah i don't know what you do with the chicken no (laughs) i'm a bit confused maybe we in addition to our business of selling caramelized onions we need to just start selling you know Chicken pan juices. Pan as well. juices. Yeah. Pan juices. We might need to work on the name now. It makes me feel a bit funny. <laughs> <laughs> mm, yeah. Okay. Juice is not a, a word for it. We'll work no, that, that was lovely. It was one of those, like, you know, last, you know, like weeknight dinner. It was it was quick. It was all in one pot, yes. apart from the pasta. So two pots. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Could have done it with any other pasta. It didn't need to be orecetti, but the orecetti was nice. Yeah, effectively just like loads of little bowls, isn't orecetti? I love that. It's yeah, just like little, little scoops. It's giving me uh, pasta salad vibes. Like mm. you probably eat it like kind of cold as well or yeah. room temperature. I've got like a weird minor obsession with like understanding what a pasta salad is because I feel like we just lash anything into loads of pasta and call it pasta salad. And I actually Googled earlier if italians eat pasta salad okay (laughs) they do apparently i always thought that we just like made it up and it was well i mean it was on like quora.com or some shit so like hardly like but it's it was an italian person who was speaking about it but yeah i just i've just i always thought that that was something that we bastardized and alison roman's newsletter this week was a pasta salad and i was like what is the what are we doing? I don't always love them. I feel like they're a bit crap. And like, no. they just remind me of like supermarket shitty, like big tubs of. Yeah, with like so much mayonnaise that you just, Ugh. there's no point. Like... No. But anyway, just, just a little side note on pasta salad there. I kind of feel that way about potato salad as well. Oh, do you? 
Yeah. Well, you know, not all potato salads are created equal. <laughs> Did you Google if Irish people eat potato salad? No, I was just going to ask you. Uh, luckily, yeah. I have my own Irish Quora right on the other end of a phone. <laughs> yeah, we do. We eat a lot of potato salad in many forms. What I love about potato salad in Ireland as well is like, we love like a deli bar where you can like make up your own baguettes. And the, like, oh, I thought you going to say potato salad. I was like, okay. No, but there's like, there's always, there's sometimes there's like two types of potato salad. Like hilarious, the potato salad even appears as a sandwich filling or a potential sandwich filling, but it's oh, great. Oh, it's filling? Yeah. It's, it's not a just, filling. A, it's not a side, like no, a no, coleslaw. No. Okay. No. And then you can have like, ma- there's like mashed potato salad or like the chunky style. And then you can, you, you, you'll be like, yeah, I'll take the mashed one in my baguette or panini or whatever it was. That's wild. I know, but it's bloody great. I mean, mashed potato salad, hook that, obviously hook that up to my veins. Like so Japanese good. potato salad is a game changer because obviously it's it's mashed. Right. Not, that's not obvious. But what is obvious is that they use Japanese mayonnaise, which mm. is better than, well, in that kind of, yeah, QP mayo. So it's cut, like sweeter and it's like richer. And, yeah. And they add usually eggs and ham wow. to it. It's so good. Ah. Shout out to my friend Shuhei, whose mom makes the absolute, the best, the best potato salad in the world. Wow. And every time I would see him in Japan, he would bring me some. Oh, his, that sounds great. His mom's potato salad and his, and we went to his house actually in, in the like Japanese countryside and she made it. And his nan would make these umeboshis, which are those like pickled plums. Yes. And he'd bring me those as well because I, love those oh, yeah they're so like weird tart t- you know mm. they're so tart I, feel like I can like taste them but yeah <laughs> so good like on top of rice or like in a rice bowl oh. yeah japanese and potatoes are funny like i remember like hiking there and they were like up just like up the side of a hill that like someone had left out some like roasted like purple, purple potatoes. potatoes yeah and it was like an honesty system and you would just like take a potato as like fuel for your hike and like leave some money That's yeah wild. i love that in like in the season i guess of potato of those purple potatoes yeah you just buy them in the shop like warm and roasted like in little delicious yeah oh so good yeah so good sidebar sorry However, my next one is from, oh, it's not from the potato section. It's from the mushroom section, but does Ah. include potatoes. Ooh, what is it? So I made the mushroom stuffed potato (gasps) zazi, I believe is how you say it. I wanted to do these. No, zrazi with satsabeli. I wanted to make these. Tell me all about them right now. They are great. So... Ah. For, for like context, because, you know, I didn't know what a jrazi was. Mm. They're like little potato dumplings stuffed with, well, in this case, mushrooms. She describes them as all-in-one risoles, risoles, potato dumpling, yeah, made of mashed potato, fried, stuffed with delicious stuff. So. Wow. This is quite a... I don't, it's not labour intensive, but it's it's long. Yeah. So she says to make a mashed potato. Do you need two cups of mashed potato? She has a mashed potato recipe. I didn't use hers because she adds cream, and I am not about that life. No, you're not. However, her she does her in her mashed potato 
recipe, she keeps the skins, fries them up and puts them on top. Wow. Yeah. Bold. Yeah. Mm. She talks about how that she, in an ideal world, she was, she would mash the potatoes with the skins, but like that doesn't create a good mashed potato. No. But you know, waste. I think that's interesting. Yeah. I would try that. I would too. I might just keep them, fry them and eat them with something else though. Yeah. Like an onion or something, you know, not eat them with an onion, but like (laughs) my pan juices. So yeah, (laughs) so I made some mashed potato, kept it in the fridge overnight because she suggests that that's a good idea and it needs to kind of, you know, yeah, firm up. Yeah, what were you going to (laughs) say? I was going to say harden, but firm up is a better, a better word. Should we harden those plans for next week? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, sorry, I'm declining. In decline. And then tzatzabelli, by the way, is like a dip. Ooh. Uh, she says it's Georgia's answer to tomato salsa, made the traditional way before food processors using a box grater. Oh, here we of go course. again. Yeah. So you make the mashed potato. That's it's. It is what it is. You then make the mushroom dazelles, dazelle, which Dazel? is. Duck cell? Is that how you say it? I don't know. You're our French correspondent. Um, I am so not. <laughs> basically, you make a, she calls it a very intense mushroom and onion mix. So it's 400 grams of mixed mushrooms, preferably shiitake and button, and two brown onions. And you basically chop those really finely and cook them for a really long time in 100 grams of butter. Ooh. with some salt until they are like very intense dry like kind of they are one reduced yeah until yeah. they are lovely you know that they've got that really intense like mushroomy taste mm. i put my mushrooms and onions in the mini chopper because i wasn't going to mini i wasn't going to finally chop 400 grams of onions no but i think that maybe they were two small pieces made perhaps by the end of it right not sure. Anyway, so you put that in the fridge overnight. Oh. As well. So that has so, to be the second night. This is the three-day recipe. <laughs> yeah. Mashed potatoes in the fridge the first night. <laughs> no, I did, it, I did it the same night. Okay, okay. I actually made the, the mashed potato in like, the morning and then the uh, mushroom thing in the evening and then cooked it for dinner the next day. Nice. Just to keep you posted. <laughs> I think it was a Tuesday and a Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> so when you're ready to cook she says uh you add into the mashed potato an egg yolk oh some flour and pepper in a bowl Mm -hmm. and you then make them into 10 equal size balls okay and then you get a couple of teaspoons of the of the mushroomy mixture and put those you know onto the ball okay (laughs) fold it over make it into like a ovaly shape Uh, so you do that for all of them she says to like keep your hands wet so you're not getting mashed potato sticky hands Uh, that was a great (laughs) tip I have to say in your autobiography (laughs) mashed potato sticky hands (laughs) oh they're like keep a bowl of water (laughs) 
that's the name of my children's book. <laughs> Mashmadeus <laughs> Dick Yan's Adventures of a Potato, Potato Enthusiast. <laughs> <laughs> and then you just fry them in a load of olive oil. Olive oil. I think olive oil, not butter. Yeah, olive oil. For about Ooh. three or four minutes each side and you like they crisp up nice oh my god they were so good great and then the sauce the salsary dip yeah so good so that is two medium-sized tomatoes half an onion garlic coriander sherry vinegar i used to rice vinegar because i had that i don't have sherry vinegar harissa paste oh Salt, a little bit of sugar, and some ground fenugreek. Oh. And so you grate tomatoes, the <laughs> of onion, <laughs> of course you do, the garlic cloves. Just You just mix all that together, basically, and kind of let it sit for a bit. And it's lovely. So you, and you're supposed to like dip them in. And it's just like, it's like fresh and tomatoey, and it's got the harissa, so it's kind of spicy. Yes. And the fenugreek probably adds like some depth as well. Oh, nice. Yeah. That sounds really good. So nice. And then the dumplings were just, were, as you can imagine, great. Like <gasps> that lovely mushroomy taste, but like a crispy potato thing. I would absolutely make them again. Yeah. Great for entertaining again, right? Like that's yes. a little. I even thought they'd be quite good for like a baby. You oh. know, maybe with a bit, you know, like. I don't know anything. They're, like, you don't know any babies. <laughs> no. I'll let you you know. Uh, No. (laughs) I just know. You you don't know him since he woke you up at 4am this morning. No. He's dead to me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I just think good for little hands, stuff for something fun. What about Uh, normal size hands? How would they do? (laughs) They were great. (laughs) I also, we didn't eat them all. I had a couple the next day that I just kind of warmed up in the microwave. I didn't find them again. Great. Just really nice. Oh, they sound so good. Yeah, I saw that recipe and I was like, ooh, that looks good. Yeah. They just look so, I mean, who doesn't love a dumpling? Yeah. And also, like, I love a potato croquette. And that's like, Mm. you know, mashed potatoes with a crispy outside. So, like, you're just putting some mushrooms in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. It's such a good idea. You could put anything in in the middle of that. Like, yeah. Yeah. And then she says also, the mushroom duck cells or however we're saying it is great as a filling for cheese toasties inside pastry or dumplings as a pasta sauce base almost classically in beef wellington oh so she's like yeah because yeah. i had did have quite a lot left over of that oh right so yeah you could definitely like yeah put that in a sandwich or Love all those little tips they're genuinely like doable yeah. and handy wow they sound great yeah they yeah i'm very glad i made them and i'll definitely make them again Yummy. You're kind of making me want to make them today, but then I realised I couldn't eat them till tomorrow because I'd have to fridge the to fridge something. You might you might be fine. She says she says ideally to fridge sure. the stuff overnight. <laughs> as I think as long as your mashed potatoes are like, cool. Yeah. You could just I mean, put it my in. Mashed the, potatoes yeah. are always cool. <laughs> <laughs> Shall what we? else did you want to cook? from there i mean loads obviously because it's massive yes and as i said i felt like you know i just needed to there was you know i felt like i dodged in a bit there was tons those 
mushroom potato things were on my list the sichuan sticky eggplant that's on my list yeah oh, they look great so good the jalapeno business thing the poppers oh, they're yeah. like jalapeno poppers things there was these cheese cloud corn cobs with apple chipotle barbecue sauce Oh. Which looked so good. This like effectively like roasted corn on the cob with like loads of cheese and then this great dipping sauce. Amazing. I love that. These fuzzy basil cheese sticks. Yeah, which we both just saw before we got on the... Co- oh no, you didn't. I'd seen them just before, but it was like, it's basically like... Che- they're like mozzarella sticks, but it's like wrapped in that Kadaifi pastry. They're mm. kind of like the, the stringy pastry. And she says, like, what, what's the game changer is, like, the fried basil, which apparently changes everything. And it's, yeah, they look amazing. So good. There's, like, sprout things in there as well. She has these, like, 70s dinner party sprouts that look fun. Just so much. Really, really so, so much. much. Yeah. The, that, yeah, that eggplant was on mine. She's, I, f- I feel like this was stretching a little bit, but the, her, like, spring roll recipe seemed very, like, accessible. Uh, because she had spring rolls and then they were, like, lettuce wraps spring yeah. rolls in the, which I thought was weird yeah was there a purple cabbage one of those as well or something possibly yeah, yeah. I feel like that was but it, they look delicious she's got this like two page spread of chilli sauces and they all looked amazing yes like one with ones with peanuts and like yeah mm. so great one thing I might make today or this weekend is the her confit tomatoes i saw them yeah. yeah just really low and slow in the oven just leave them and i like, put them on toast like so good because we're in tomato season baby, baby. Tomato klaxon. <laughs> <laughs> we only like them ripe <laughs> she's got like tomato toast four ways as well yes with peanut butter did you see that no one of them, is, yeah, one of them is tomato and peanut butter and i was like oh my god flashback to the joy of cooking. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. She had that, a sandwich, right? Oh my God. Maybe I'll try that. It sounds weird. I know. Well, yeah. I guess it's like, no. I feel like, you know, Alice has said it now, so we're yeah, they're convinced. Yeah. And my, the first recipe I ever saw in here when I flicked through it was the butter carrot curry. Yes. So it's like a butter chicken, like a makani. Yeah. But with carrots. And again, that was like, it looks like a an effort like a real kind of project the, the ingredients list is huge but like game changer if you love that yeah yeah, like, yeah, yeah. if you love butter chicken but you don't eat meat yeah so good anyway yes there's loads we'll, we'll post some pictures of this book on insta when we put this episode out as well and uh yeah because it's just so lovely it's very very beautiful and yeah i feel like i'll keep coming back to it because yeah me too don't know if we mentioned, but we get veg boxes and this will help. <laughs> Shall, Shall we, rate? we rate? Yay! Yay! We're just so in sync. <laughs> We're on the same page, you know? <laughs> yeah, we are. We're like two sides of the same coin. <laughs> Except. Is it a euro? Is it a pound, though? <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> You're welcome. So each episode we rate the book out of five criteria these are usability and accessibility that's one that's one ingredients used uh, are they things that you find easy to get or have to hand aesthetics um is the book veggie friendly and is it inspiring 
Wow, I'm really struggling with this one this season. <laughs> inspiring. <laughs> we rate out of inspirability. So yeah, does the book like, yeah, just make you want to get in the kitchen and uh, get your veg out. And for each chef or book, we change the criteria that we rate out of based on something that comes up again and again, or is a general theme. And I think we would be, it would be remiss of us not to rate <laughs> Alice out of great. <laughs> greatness <laughs> a great rating a great, a great rating for all of her grating <laughs> box greater needs yeah so vic how many greats are you giving in praise of veg <laughs> <laughs> i thought this book was great so accessibility and usability i'm giving it one mm-hmm like yeah, yes, yeah. So it's not a great. <laughs> it's only out of five. A great <laughs> one, great. It's very e- easy to read, mm-hmm. and it's it's laid out really beautifully, as Hannah's described to us earlier. <laughs> it's got a lot of yeah. It's great. It's fun. Ingredients. I'm only giving half. Oh, because I just think some of the the ingredients are quite long. And it includes some bits that do feel a bit intimidating if I was like, okay, I've got this intimidating veg already and now I've got to add all these bits and pieces. Fair. So I feel like that could put you off a little bit, uh, only a little bit. Yeah. So it gets half. Aesthetics, yes, absolutely gets a great for that from me because it's beautiful and it's, yeah, Mm -hmm. really colourful and lovely. Is it veggie friendly? Yep. Yeah. Believe it or not. But it's not, it does have, there are like meat and fish bits in here. Yeah. And, mm, but also, and yeah, options. <laughs> meat and fish bits. Meat and fish bits. And inspirability, like, yes. And I feel like that's the whole point of it is to get you thinking about what you can do yeah. with, yeah, like you said, but like root veg, like that's not just roasting it and putting in a soup or whatever, you know, you, you feel comfortable doing. So it gets four and a half grates out of rates. <laughs> four and a half. It gets four and a half grates out of five rates for me. Nice. My great rate is. Great, great. A similar story here. Didn't wait to be asked there. I just ploughed on ahead. Um, <laughs> You're just you know, predicting what's coming. I like that. You know, you're one step ahead of the game. <laughs> well, well, <I'm> <laughs> usability and accessibility. I thought about like docking a slight half grate here because just because of those like projecty recipes that are quite mm. long. But I haven't done that for anyone else, so that doesn't seem fair. Like I love a project recipe, and so I'm just going to give her one grate there. And ingredients, everything was really easy. Like that. Well, it's particularly the recipes that I picked which were very simple uh i had everything around which was nice and obviously got the veg in my veg box anyway aesthetics of course it's really beautiful veggie friendly yes of course it's kind of in the name but yeah like vic said there is meat in there so it's not entirely vegetarian and sometimes you think something is a veggie recipe but there's like a little bit of like ground lamb or something hiding in there and you're like (laughs) okay we move that happens to me all the time. Just you find like ground oh lamb God. hiding. Yeah, hiding everywhere, all over. <laughs> Crouching tiger, hidden ground lamb. 
And I am so inspired by this book. <laughs> I am being inspired. <laughs> I am fully inspired. So I'm giving it five greats out of great. Woo! I think it's, I just can't imagine the amount of work that's gone into this book. It's yes. a huge amount of research and just, yeah, really, you know, I think if anyone was looking to get more veg into their diet, then this would be a great place to start. And we love it. I'm a big fan of Alice now. She's a new pal. Yeah, me too. She's at Alice in Frames because her glasses thing on Instagram, if you wanted to follow her and see how great she is. <laughs> What book are we doing next, Vic? So it's a it's a a flip mode Ooh. into something that I feel is this our first like baking only? Oh no, we did uh, Dory. Dory, yeah. So it is a baking book. Woohoo! Yo. <laughs> Yay! Woohoo! And it is Ravni Gill. Ravni Gill's book. The Pastry Chef's Guide. It's her first book. I'm sorry, I'm just going in there, plowing in there about the. <laughs> about this the is book, an but... omnibus, by the way. We're just going straight into the next episode. That's <laughs> <laughs> what you wanted, right? That's yeah. what the people asked for. More cookbook circle. <laughs> yeah, and it's all. It is. It's a. It's a course, pretty much, right? In in pastry, yeah. It's it's a real kind of education. So it's gonna be, re- it's gonna be an interesting chat, I think, between me and Hannah. It is. It is. It's a smaller little book than I expected. Mm. It's not, you know, it's like almost not quite pocket size, but yeah, handbag size, bit dinky for the lady pastry chef in your life. <laughs> Fits right <laughs> into your little handbag before you get into that kitchen. <laughs> Yeah, I'm really excited for this. Mm. And Ravni Gill, I think, is a great person who's doing great things in London. Yes. Like, like founded Countertalk and stuff like that. So it should be a good episode. I'm really excited. I might pick something today. Watch <laughs> this space. But yeah. Cool. I'm excited. I Me will too. see you for that. I mean, can we talk before then, maybe? No. You don't Sorry. answer my. She doesn't answer my text between episodes. <laughs> it's really embarrassing. <laughs> she just sends me a record request, and I jump on. Very busy grating various vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening. Thank you. We'll Love see you. you next time. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of The Cookbook Circle. If you enjoyed it, please do subscribe and leave us a review as it helps others to find us. You can see how recipes from this episode turned out on our Instagram at Cookbook Circle. And if you make anything from the books we talk about, don't forget to tag us. See you next time. Bye! Mom 
deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.